is up, guys? Welcome back to the Running and Gunning Podcast with your hosts, Justin Sinan and Logan Sanburn. We are pumped for tonight. Um, we're uh, no longer the Buckless Bandits as the last uh, last episode. Um, unfortunately, Logan, I'm sorry to make you a, a bandit, but um, I'm still rooting for you, bro. I know you're going to get it done. I, I mean, you've been grinding hard, and I know it's a matter of time. Just like for me, it's like you just... Just stay persistent, and good stuff happens. But give us an update, man. Um, I know you went out. You went out at least like once or twice this week, didn't you? Yeah, um, I'm excited for you. Um, congrats, dude! Thank that you. Deer is absolutely amazing. So I'm. I don't I don't feel it, bad for me. Um, I get to share in in the celebration, so it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I uh, I went out on Monday. Um, I think that was the only day that I've made it out so far. Uh, and I bumped some does on my way in and sat, uh, the evening. It was, I don't know, like 50 degrees, maybe, um, not too cold. So it was, I don't know the the weather just hasn't really been cooperating. It's been rather warm. And then when it's not warm, I feel like it's just like, pouring down rain like it has been the last two days um but i think we've got a cold front coming that should fare pretty well um so i'm trying to plan on getting out and at least uh hunting some of that this weekend i think it's saturday yeah. and sunday are supposed to be like in Super the low cold, 30s man. so yeah i heard something about uh like christmas is going to be like down at zero apparently around here i'm not sure i know like we're a couple hours apart but still i I mean i feel like it's going to be pretty cold where you're at too then that's nuts no i haven't yeah i haven't looked at that at all yeah i heard it's like a buddy of mine sent me a a text today it's like it's going to be dangerously cold and i'm like dangerously cold what it's like zero and i'm like (laughs) Okay, like it's really not that bad, dude. Like we'll be all right. Like don't worry, you know. Yeah. But I guess here in Kentucky, there you guys are not used to that. I guess that no, so it's the, been a while since we've Indy. had. <laughs> right, we haven't had that that cold of a winter in quite a few years, especially like not a a cold winter with some decent snow. But yeah, we'll see. Um, I could really use a good snow. Um, so that I can oh, I know, man. track, I track some deer and, and really get on something. Um, I think that would help a lot, but I mean, right now I'm just sticking with it, trying to, I mean, the piece of property that I am, have been hunting, I mean, it's only 40 acres and it's, I've hunted it off and on since like 2018. So I've got a pretty good feel for it. I don't necessarily feel like I need to scout that much. It's not that big of a piece. So it's like, I know where the deer are moving through. So if I just set up in the right spot with the right wind, I feel like I can make it happen, but we'll see. Obviously it hasn't worked yet, but (laughs) it only takes once. Definitely. man. So, um, enough, enough about me and, uh, my lack of deer. Let's talk about you and, (laughs) uh, what happened this week. So I, I want, I want to get the full story, but more so I, I, I'm really interested in 
how you put the plan together to kill this deer because you you got him on camera you hadn't seen him before um like you had moved that camera and then you made a move and freaking made it happen like it was it all happened super fast but you did a really good job of like I don't know, just having instinct to move the camera and then like drawing up yeah. a plan that free, a, that literally was a killer plan. I mean, and so um, let's talk about like your gut instinct and how you or how or why you made those changes to begin with. Like what, what was that? Yeah. Um, honestly, like it just turned into one of those things where, I guess I'll start it off with like how my season was kind of going with that. I know like we've been doing a little bit of a season update, but I'll just do a quick like kind of rewind and start this off uh, on opening day of rifle pretty much because that was my first encounter with this deer, but I didn't get a good look at him. So basically uh, opening day of rifle has been like the best day of hunting up to this point that I've had like my whole season. Um, we had that snowstorm come in. We had that major cold front and the opening of rifle. <clears throat> it pushed um, pushed deer everywhere, man. I saw, I think, 17 deer in the morning. And I was soaking wet because it rained. And then it turned into ice. Then it turned into snow. And at like 1030, I was soaking wet. And I was like, I have to dry off. I'm, like, I'm going to freeze because it was like 32 to 33, I think. Well, when I go to climb in my set that afternoon, I'm literally just climbing in the into the ladder, like my bow's on the ground, and I'm like two sticks high, and this buck comes barreling a doe through the woods, and I only catch him broadside, so I had no idea how wide the buck was. I just saw like a frame, and I saw a really long G3, and I just remember saying like, that deer's at least 150, like it was exactly kind of what I wanted to kill this year. First shooter I'd seen all season, and uh, he was in my life, you know, one second and out of it the next. I never saw him again. So I had kind of an idea that, like, you know, there is big deer in there. They're, they're, we're actually on this farm, and um, I never got it, got that deer on camera. I'd never seen him before, and I just kind of had this gut instinct, like, let me, let me move my cameras around because where they were – um, I just really wasn't getting much. So I started thinking about, I had somebody tamper with one of my cell cameras early in the year on this one section of the farm. Cause like, it's really close to another property line. So I kind of avoided that area. Um, and I, I had a camera in there early season, <clears throat> but I thought back to last year and I hunted like just trying to kill a doe last year. I hunted this same section of the farm and I watched probably like maybe eight does to eight to 10 does come out and they all came out of the same trail. So my thinking was, well, you know, we're, we're approaching the secondary rut right around now. Like, you know, it's early December, like we were talking and I said, let me put this camera like kind of just on the outskirts of where I can see this main trail coming into the field. And it's real thick on the other side. So my, my main focus was, where where can a good one bet at where it's going to be thick right because he's not going to want to come out in the open so the camera sat for this was thursday that i put that camera out like last thursday um 
it's sad. I had a couple little bucks and just a bunch of does daylighting like in there. And you know, it was, it was good to see cause it was just like natural movement, like deer coming in and out. Like I'm getting them coming from bed, uh, going to the field and you know, so on and so forth. So I could kind of understand the movements. Well, was this, uh, we get, was that camera? Go ahead. Am I like jumping too much? No, you're good. Uh, was that camera on anything uh, as specific as far as, like, a scrape? Or was it just kind of no, it on, just, I guess, like, where that f- trail came out into the field? Mm-hmm. It just looked like a heavily used trail. And pretty much the way that this section of the farm laid out, it was more open on the upper half of it. And then it got really thick around, like, you know, the lower half of it. So I kind of like, I, I kind of just took a gamble to me. Like it looked like a really good trail that was heavily used. And I said, this is a perfect spot to like set the camera and overlook them coming from what I figure was betting and going to the cornfield. Cause dude, there's a ton of corn on the ground still. Like it's crazy. There's full corn husks in some of these spots and there's just, it's nuts. I don't know is what kind of combine. Field? It's yeah, it's mostly so it's a 260 acre farm. And I would say okay. there's maybe only like 50 acres of woods at at most. So, but but you really don't I haven't seen that many deer there, man. Like it's just been weird. And now I think since we got into later in the year, like the does have become more condensed. And I think they really like that section of the farm A because I haven't really been over there at all so that was another key factor i think like i just hadn't put any pressure at all on that side of the farm simply because i didn't want to mess with the neighboring property and um i knew it was a good area so we get to sunday um nothing special was on camera you know I, i checked the cell camera no big deal um and it like I don't know I think we went to church and we're leaving church we had like our Christmas breakfast and I'm with uh, my wife and I looked at my phone like we're just driving home and I'm like oh my god <laughs> she's like what and I was like I showed her my phone and I was like oh I was like babe we're not going to see Santa Claus tonight dad's going <laughs> hunting <laughs> so so she understands like I, thank god my wife is a saint man I, I mean I love her to death and I I couldn't, I don't think I could do what I do without a really cool wife, you know, not to like steal that line from uh, working class, but it is absolutely <laughs> the truth. And, um, it was your own spin on she, it. It's fine. Yeah. So she, uh, she's cool with it. She's like, I think you're going to kill him tonight. And I was like, I really do too. Cause I knew the way I had, I had him it looked like he was just skirting the edge of the field and like I had him like eating right there near the field for one second. And then I watched him. I had just a picture of like his ass, like just a 30 seconds later. So I knew he went down the trail to go into bed. Right. And, um, I'm like, okay, so if he went down in there to bed, like he's got to come, he's probably going to come right out there this evening with those does. At least there's a good chance. Cause you know, it's kind of hard to pattern them right now like from what i've been seeing like they're just kind of sporadic they'll come in and they'll come into your life one day and be gone the next especially a deer like that that i've never seen um so 
basically I, I go in there, I'm checking the wind on my phone. Like I'm doing all this going down the road, like on our way home. Cause I know the second I get home, I got dressed and like booked it and headed back out there. Cause it's about like half hour away. And, um, I'm looking at the wind and it's dead. It's really not good for a bow hunt. Like it's directly from his bedding and it's blowing like crossway into the field, like kind of right where they come into that field. And like all these does just hang out. They, they don't really like to go towards the center of the field. They seem to like hang around. Like it's almost like a slope a little bit right there where he was at. And, um, I was like, man, like when these does come out, they're probably going to end up busting me. And not just that, I really didn't have any trees close to there that I could cut him off at. So, you know, it's muzzleloader season. Um, I had my muzzleloader dialed in just in case. And I decided to set up about like the woods kind of tapers around right there. And I could set up about like maybe 80 to 90 yards away. That's kind of what I was figuring. I'd, I was in such a hurry, Logan. Like, I forgot my rangefinder. I forgot, like, my bino harness. Like, all the stuff I'd been wearing all season. I just threw my gun in the truck, and I, like, got down the road. And I had my saddle. You, I took you were the, excited. It's understandable. Fix. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I was – dude, I was so nervous walking in, too. So, I threw all that stuff in there. I figured I'd set up with my saddle because I really wasn't sure what tree I was going to get in. So, that's kind of more of – and I feel like I'm really quiet with that setup, and that was my whole goal because there wasn't much wind at all. So I wanted to be quiet. And, of course, the tree that I find, like the one tree I find that I need to be in, is like a shag bark hickory. And it is like – have <laughs> you you know what they are, right? Yeah. So, like, the ones where, like, the <laughs> bark the is worst. just like – I avoid those at all yeah, costs. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolute worst tree, and it's dead quiet. And I'm worried, like, this buck's close to me. So I'm like, man, I don't know how this is going to work. And, like, I'm setting up the platform, and it's like, pop. Like, I snapped one of the pieces of bark when I cammed in my uh, when I cammed in my platform. And I'm like, oh, God. You I'm snap, like, At least it's You snap bark on those trees doing anything. Like, even putting oh, a know. cam strap around your sticks and, like, tightening those mm-hmm. down and – Oh yeah. man, it's such a pain. Yeah, I was kind of dreading the am steel because I feel like that made it even worse, like than a strap, like for that tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I love my am steel daisy chains, but that was like one thing I was like, "Damn it, man! Like this is not the day for these things." <laughs> and um, because I was just I was so nerd, I was so on edge because I just knew, like I knew he was close by, and I knew I was probably going to get a chance if I didn't booger it up, you know. So I'm sitting there. It's kind of a boring sit, but honestly, like, dude, I, did, I, I didn't mess with my phone. Like, I just knew that I was in the zone, and I was so much more alert. I was just like, all right, what, like, when's he going to pop out? So I'm looking back at, like, the previous days of when all these does kind of feed into the field, and it's right around 4 o'clock. Well, like, 4 o'clock, it was like 4.10 rolls in, and here comes the first couple of does. And they just, they come right out there, like, they're walking into the field. Um, Then a couple more, I think, like, maybe 10 minutes went by, and I see another doe coming up, and I'm filming the whole time. And, like, I'm getting all these deer coming in, I'm like, this is badass footage. And uh, here he comes, man. He, like, comes trotting right out of the same, the exact trail that, like, I set up, you know. And um, it was sick. Like, he just comes in. 
starts walking right towards me and I'm like holy crap like I didn't know like what to think of that like he I was like is he just gonna come straight in because <laughs> I set up and I really didn't have that much that many shooting lanes because there was a big oak next to me and I think I sent you pictures of it didn't I with like the yeah. limb in there yeah and I was like dude I've only got like a little lane if he hangs out there at like if he comes into like sub fifty yards, like it's gonna, I'm gonna have to wait for him to get super close, and then I was really gonna kick myself in the ass for not bringing a bow. But <laughs> I didn't give him a chance to do that. Pretty much, like he he came out and he got pissed off. Like he started eating some of the corn on the edge of the field, and another doe started walking towards him, and he went and he bucked at this doe, and he turned broadside, and I just I let him have it. And um, I smoked him uh, right in the heart, honestly. How was the experience with the muzzleloader in the saddle? Um, it it kind of sucked, if I can be dead honest. It, I think it was just the angle. Um, it was pretty much from where I was. He was at like my two o'clock, I'd say. So I had the tree directly in front of me, and I had to kind of like lean back, and it was just weird. So I ended up using like the side of my forearm against the tree. And I just, yeah. I remember I just C clamp my gun instead of like holding it like this. I just did that and just dude, I got rock solid on that thing. And when he turned broadside, he just stopped there and I, I let him have it and I made a great shot. And I really didn't know. Cause you know, when you shoot a muzzle, it's just like a blinding cloud of smoke. And I'm filming it, so I'm like, I'm trying to get him on film. Like, if I would have just left my camera sit from where I shot him, I would have gotten just epic footage because it would have been still. <laughs> you would have seen him barrel rolling down like he looked like a freaking booner running away from me, and I was like in disbelief. <laughs> and then he just, he just barrel rolls, man. Like, I mean, he he didn't go maybe thirty yards. Like, I I knocked the top of his heart off when we were dressing him out. I found out. Um, but That's awesome. I lost, I lost my shit, man. I'm telling you what, <laughs> like you, I hope you don't Good. judge me when you see this video, but I, I lost it, bro. It was hilarious. That's awesome. No, I can't wait to see that. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. I, I, my wife's like, are you, did you cry? I was like, no, I didn't cry, but I, I was just <laughs> the cry? adrenaline dump from what, from like just everything that transpired and then like the season I've had and just watching like watching him roll over and seeing his frame I was like holy shit this deer is the biggest freaking deer I've ever killed um <laughs> and I just really like you know you see a like what I had two pictures of him on camera and yeah. I mean he looked good right like he looked like a good deer but he looked really good in person and I was like damn like is this kind of like what happened last year? Because last year I didn't think my buck was that big, you know. Yeah, but like from the sand, you mean? yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, mean, I wanted to touch on you, you, you said see that going down when he's leaving you. You're like, damn, because he tilts <laughs> up, so you're like, oh my god. It makes it look yeah. even better. Yeah, he is sweet, man. I'm st I'm so stoked with him. Um, but, I was gonna ask you. I know. You thought that you had some pictures of him from last year too? Yeah, definitely did. Um I I was looking back at pictures today um just for for the podcast and it was 100% him. He was a 
he was a real wide eight last year and I had him in early season, but like he was a great deer, but he wasn't, he wasn't the buck that I killed. And I also had that buck on camera and I was like, I don't think I'm going to shoot this one on day one, you know, when I got that one running around. So he kind of got, he got the pass and, uh, I really thought someone killed him because he was really patternable and he just kind of disappeared. Like, uh, after September, like I never saw him again. So I wasn't sure what to think of it, but maybe he just kind of took, takes off and goes and ruts somewhere else. I'm not sure. Or maybe he doesn't. I mean, maybe he just sticks around yeah. there and he just somehow avoids your cameras. I mean, that's, yeah, you never it's know, very really. possible, dude. It's very possible. It makes you think a lot. I mean, honestly, like I kind of reflect on like, was this deer there the whole time, you know, and I just didn't know it. You know, we talk about that all the time, how we rely on these cameras so much. And then it's like, you know, you make a little shift and then bam, look at, you know, it's something happens. Yeah. That's, um, I know we were talking earlier, like I only have two cameras out right now and it's just kind of been my plan the whole year was to not have cameras and stuff. And it was a little bit different. Um, once I found out that, or, you know, didn't find the buck that I was after, um, I probably should have tried to find something else. But when I switched from public to back to this private piece, it's, it's just kind of like what you just said. I mean, one of those things where I know where the deer are and where they're moving and that kind of stuff. Like if, if there is a deer there, I can just happen upon them. Like it's not, you know, or not a deer, but a good buck. Like, it it could just be one of those things where I just sit in the right place at the right time and he happens by and I never even knew he was there, even if I did have cameras out all over the place, you know? Right. And that's so. where, man, you talk to some of these old timers and, like, they don't run cameras. They never used to run cameras, and you, you should see some of their walls. All they do is just hunt, you know? He's like uh, like my older buddy. I have an older friend of mine that I respect a lot, and he's a, he's a traditional hunter now. But, you know, he's had years and years of bow hunting experience. And it's like, for him, he's just always been on the the motto of like, man, it's a good day to be hunting. Are you out? Like, you know, like if the weather's good, he's like, well, why aren't you out? You know, are you out there getting it after it and this and that? And it's, I mean, that's the way it should be, man. Because like, it's, I don't know, it's more fun sometimes, you know. I I mean, 100% that cell camera helped kill this deer. Like, there's no doubt. But, you know, I did do my work to go and move over there. I mean, I don't know. I know we have, we, we have, there's a lot of controversy about that. Like, yeah, would that buck be in, in my uh, basement right now if I didn't have a cell cam? Maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, that's, <clears throat> that's, but the it's thing, legal. It? And you know what? He's here. And I'm happy as shit, yeah. and that's what's important to me about how how much effort I've put into this season. You know, we talk about like working for it, man. Like I feel like I'm I've really put in a lot of work this year, and I'm just super lucky and thankful. I mean, it's it's just one of them cool experiences, man, to finally you know have it come together for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> Yeah, I'm stoked for you. Like it's, 
we talked about this like at the beginning of the of the year um, or before the season started and about, you know, me being happy for other people killing deer and dude, like this is it. Like I, I'm yeah. so happy for you. That's like awesome, it's, man. it's awesome. Like it, uh, I appreciate it. I don't man. care if I'm I, rooting for you. Like, obviously I want to kill a deer, but I like, I feel like a part of this experience yeah. with you. Yeah, man. So. I know. Like that's, that's kind of the thing for me. It was like really tough. Cause I really wanted to produce for us too. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. My wife's like, man, I feel like you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself this year. I, and I, I do that every year, but I don't know something about this. It's like with us talking about hunting every week and getting together, it's like, it definitely helps soften the blow a little bit. Not, not to rub it in. I gotta be, I gotta be careful. <laughs> I don't want to hurt my boy's feelings. But, no worries. That's pretty tough to do. No, no, he's, you're, uh, you're definitely going to do it, man. Don't, don't stress. I know, <laughs> I know it'll come together for you. I know. Um, well, is there anything, anything else that, uh, you want to add to that story or. I mean, not really, anything man. about Just, that deer uh, you want to talk about? I mean, uh, I guess, you know, we could go over. He was, he was 20 inches inside. Um, he had 11 inch G3s. I, I mean, I was kind of surprised. He just, he was just shy of 160 is uh, what a gross scored him at. I'm not a professional scorer, but I know. How many points I've, did he I've have? scored? Uh, he had 11. So he had this extra, <laughs> this extra little kicker right there. Oh, okay. And it actually measures one inch, surprisingly. So it counted. Perfectly scorable. Yeah, he's actually super typical. I think like both of his sides were, they were like right at like sixty nine inches and some change or something like that. Both of them. If That's only awesome. he had some longer. If he had some longer G twos, man, he'd probably make Boone if he would have. But I could care less. Sending. Honestly, like right. for all our listeners out there, like I don't, I really don't care about the score. It's it's awesome to see what your deer score, but you know, in my opinion, that's to me, that's like my biggest buck ever. And, um, I couldn't be happier with him, man. And it's, uh, awesome to share the story with you guys. I hope, uh, I hope you all like it. Um, it's going to be awesome video. Uh, I was talking to Justin Hollinsworth. They're going to, it should be on whitetail addictions next year. So hopefully y'all can tune in and check it out. But, um, I wanted to get on. We were supposed to have Brendel Eric on uh, this week, but he got caught in a snowstorm in Iowa. So we're going to have Brendel on next week is our game plan. Um, that should be awesome. We're going to catch up with him. He's a he's a really – if you guys don't know him, he's a he's a really good public land hunter out in Iowa and a super good dude. So it will be a fun conversation, and uh, there should be a lot for you guys to learn because – in the short time I've spent with that guy, I, I walked away with a wealth of knowledge. So he's definitely I'm excited a, for that a, one. Yeah, he's definitely a great guy. I, I mean, I would for both of us. I kind of want to write down some questions to ask him because I feel like he definitely knows his stuff. And he even he's going through a hard time this year, man. So you know, there's there's still a lot of guys struggling. It's it's been a weird year. I feel like. Yeah, but that's the thing is there's still time to get it done. The, that's the right. deer are still out there. Amen. They're still alive. Amen. They're still moving. So. Yep. 
And they, hey, you know what? Prime example, everything can change in a day or half day. Right. Or an hour. Yeah. 60 seconds. So. <laughs> yeah. It can. That's, no, that's, that's a, a true statement. It can all turn around real quick. But. Yeah. It's, we appreciate it's a matter you guys. Of staying. No, I was just going to close it out with, um, I mean, that's all it comes down to is persistence and just keep getting out there. You know, it's not over until uh, dark falls on that last day of the season. That's so right. Keep after it. Yes, sir. All right, guys, we'll catch you next week. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in this week, guys. We really appreciate you all and all the support we get from you. Um, keep reaching out to us. Let us know if there's something you want to hear about or uh, somebody you'd like to have on. Um, want to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Lone Wolf Custom Gear. If you guys haven't, uh, if you're not on their mailing list, um, I suggest you get on there. We got tons of good updates and sales that are coming in. I believe right now, if you get online, you can buy a $500 gift card and you'll receive $100 off at checkout. Um, so get on that guys if you're looking for a stand that's a great deal Um, we're going to end today's segment with a quote from Denzel Washington Um, this is one of my favorite quotes I've always kind of said this to myself a lot of times goals on the road to achievement cannot be achieved without discipline and consistency it's absolutely the truth Um, you know you got to stay disciplined in, in what you're doing and got to stay consistent because honestly I don't think I would have uh, filled my tag this year if uh, I wasn't trying to keep after it and constantly just adjusting and just want to give a big thanks to all you guys that support this podcast we can't thank you all enough Um, hope you guys are having a great holiday season Merry Christmas to you all and um, we will catch you next week